I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. A lot to dive into. Mondays are always racked and stacked for us here. Uh, Clay and I back from our weekend in Houston. A great event. We'll talk about that for a moment here and. I just want to say we will dive into the war in Ukraine. Calls increasing for a no-fly zone. People in this country wondering, what about the energy sector? Are we really being serious with sanctions if we don't go after it? Should we? Will we? A lot of big questions hanging around all this. Could the war be over with Putin and Ukrainian negotiators in Belarus? We'll tell you about that. Plus, big changes to COVID here in New York City and many places across the country, Florida becomes the first state to discourage children from getting vaccines. Clay's going to break that one down for you in a little bit. And just the demand for apologies. My friend Carol Markowitz has a piece today in the New York Post on essentially what Clay and I have been saying for weeks and weeks now, which is it's not enough to let this stuff fade or be suspended is the term that they like to use. We have to say We have to force them to say they were wrong. They have to come out and say these were bad policies. We will not do it again. We were wrong. They're going to fight that, but they can't fight the data if they're actually forced to answer to it. So we'll we'll break all that down for you coming up here in a moment. Just want to say a big thanks to take a moment here at top of the show. We were down in Houston over the weekend. First of all, as a New Yorker, I love Houston. It's a real city city, but with Texans, which is fantastic. Great food, great people, and we were uh, so pleased to have our friends at uh, KTRH hosting us, and Michael Barry did a phenomenal job pulling together the event on Friday. Our friend Jesse Kelly, just special guest star Jesse Kelly. You know, we wanted to add some height into the program. Eddie Martini, the president for the market down there in Houston, welcomed us down. Clay, it was so good. I just, I just wanted to take a moment for both of us to see our people, and we want to do a lot more of that. We saw our people in Houston. We want to come see them in L.A., in Portland, in 
Florida, in name a state. We want to come see our folks. Yeah, if you want to set up an event, uh, and certainly if we're number one in your market, like we are in Houston, like we are in San Diego, Sacramento, uh, Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Raleigh, North Carolina, Memphis, Birmingham, Louisville, Milwaukee. There may be more now since then, but those were the ones most recently that we moved to number one in. I thought the it was amazing. Okay, uh, it was a fabulous event. I don't know what the total number of people that got in there. I think twelve or thirteen hundred uh, was their capacity. Total capacity. I mean, they were yeah. they, the the bartenders looked like you know they were on the Titanic as it was sinking because they yes. were so nervous trying to get drinks to everybody. So it was phenomenal to meet so many of you, uh, shake hands, get pictures. I thought the most entertaining part, and it was a lot of entertaining parts, was when Buck said he was from New York City and everybody booed. Uh, that was amazing. Our WOR audience does not need to hear such <laughs> things, Mr. Travis. The, you, you, your face when you said you were from New York City and our audience in Houston all booed was phenomenal. That didn't surprise me at all. Uh, as a as a guy who's grown up in the South, uh, that, uh, that 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 would be booed, but that was uh, that was absolutely amazing. Uh, just an incredible time. I know you had a good time at the rodeo. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the show, but it's important for us, I believe, to get out and just see all of you who are listening to the program and who are talking about the program with your friends and are helping us to grow. And we love that opportunity because really. When you do a radio show, and this sounds crazy because there's so many people listening, but it's a very isolating thing, right? I look at you, you look back at me, Ali, our producer, jumps in and out of the shot every now and then. Uh, Dub is in here with me in Nashville. Few people are in the studio with you in New York City. But there are millions of people listening, and the number of people that actually see the behind the scenes of the show on a day-to-day basis is relatively small. So getting out there to see all of you, to hear your feedback, your suggestions, uh, all the things that you like about the show uh, and the encouragement. And Jesse had a, a tweet thread where I thought it was good. A lot of people, I feel, are so feel alone, right? Especially if you're behind enemy lines and you're in California or you're in New York. So for the last couple of years, many of you have felt as if your thoughts were not shared by anyone else. Lockdowns were awful. Why are your kids having to wear masks? What in the world are we doing defunding the police? What's happening at the border? Why is the murder rate surging? What in the world's going on in Afghanistan and now Ukraine and all of these places? And when you have these big events, you realize how many other people, no matter where you live. You mentioned Portland a second ago. We got a big audience up in Portland. There's lots of people in Portland listening to us right now that loved their city and feel like it's gone completely bananas in terms of allowing that place to be taken over by Antifa, by and large. We had a listener fly in from Portland to Houston just for the event. Yeah. That was why that was on that was on my mind. Um, and obviously, you did the Fort Myers event, Clay. I want to do something in New York. We might do it, uh, you know, in Staten Island or somewhere. Where we'll gather together a lot of our <laughs> listeners uh, safely and securely. But uh, obviously, in, in Nashville, Tennessee. So we are. We want you at San Diego. Hey, it's not hard to get me to want to go out. To I'd San like to Diego. go to Salt Lake. I'd like to go to Phoenix. I mean, if you're listening in those markets right now and you want to put on events, Buck and I are relatively young we got good energy so uh we would like to be able to come out and and see some of you guys and that was why the the test case scenario for fort myers and for houston both of them went fantastically well and there was also a sense from seeing everybody and this is i think where we can get into part of the mission today and that is our mission is to uh spread the truth create a community of like-minded conservatives patriots 
and help save the country, quite honestly. I mean, the number of people who came up to me and said what you and Clay are doing and Michael Berry and Jesse Kelly and our because I always also view it as a team. I mean, I know yeah. you, you do, too, Clay. I, I don't do this competitiveness with other conservative i want conservative media we're such a small part of the overall media i view us all as playing on the same team you know we're the avengers sometimes you know maybe the hulk and iron man don't agree on something but we're actually all trying to defeat the alien invaders in this case the commies who are trying to ruin america so that's the way i try to view it every day and i think that's one of the things we do well here on the show is we're about the cause we're about the mission and seeing so many folks who feel like that is what we're trying to do and we're continuing on the fight it was it was great. It was meaningful. And I'll tell you, did I or did I not do some mutton busting myself? We'll talk about that later <laughs> on in the show. It's a thing I'm I learned. Curious. I learned I a lot about know. Houston this weekend. Yeah. Clay, I got a pair of boots. I heard we'll, that. I got a pair of boots. We'll get into that in a second. All right. Now let's get into news of the day because that's actually why Clay and I stay up late at night and are texting early in the morning and all the rest prepping so we can tell you what's going on here. Big fight right now is over uh, whether there should be a no fly zone, a no fly zone over Ukraine. We knew this was coming. We've been saying for days, the emotions here are going to be uh, escalated. People are going to be more upset as they see the civilians getting targeted, the civilians who are fleeing, uh, the amount of devastation and, and atrocity that's on display. War is hell. It is a truism. It is real. But should we do a no-fly zone? I feel that the answer is adamantly no. Here's Senator Marco Rubio, who Clay's been pointing out to me, has been really all over this issue on the uh, Ukraine foreign policy debate. Here he is saying what he views a no-fly zone as constituting. A no-fly zone has become a catchphrase. I'm not sure a lot of people fully understand what that means. That means flying AWACS 24 hours a day. That means the willingness to shoot down and engage Russian airplanes in the sky. That means, frankly, you can't put those planes up there unless you're willing to knock out the anti-aircraft systems that the Russians have deployed, and not just in Ukraine, but in Russia and also in Belarus. So basically, a no-fly zone, if people understood what it means, it means World War III. It means starting World War III. No, can I just say... He makes a very important point, and then may- maybe he goes, people can quibble about the last part. Would it mean World War III? Would it be a limited engagement or a, a contained fight? Over- and and I, I think you can make a case either way. But this notion, Clay, of a no-fly zone, we are in America used to because of Iraq. We're used to thinking, oh, we're just going to fly planes over their sky and make sure no helicopters, no planes that are military in nature. No, the Russians can shoot down our planes and will. The Russians have S-300, S-400, and S-500 surface-to-air missile systems. In the case of the S-500, that can go hundreds of miles and target unmanned and manned aircraft. So to stop that, we'd have to actually shoot those surface-to-air missiles. What if they're on Russian soil? Because they can fire into Ukrainian airspace. You know, the escalation potential here is very real. And I think people need to understand what a no-fly zone would actually entail before they advocate for it. Senator Marco Rubio, if you want a Twitter feed to follow has been one of the most informative in terms of just telling you what's going on that I have seen out there since this Ukraine invasion began. And the fear, I believe, that is out there is what is going to be a tipping point incident that leads to a more substantial engagement where other countries are involved directly other than Russia and Ukraine. And a no-fly zone seems as if that is an easy tipping point. And Buck and I, you were talking, Buck, you and I were talking about this on Friday after we finished the show as we're driving out to our event in Houston. There is going to be, as long as this goes on and as it continues to escalate, 
more and more of a drumbeat of people who are willing to argue that the United States should get involved more substantially than we are. And even some of the decisions that are being made right now, hey, we're going to give jets to Poland, get jets to Poland, I should say, and we're going to allow Ukrainians to man those jets. This is one of the ideas that is out there right now in terms of how to provide more uh, air ability to the Ukrainians. At some point, and look at everything that we're doing with Russia right now, and we're going to get into the price of oil, went over $130 a barrel when it opened uh, yesterday uh, in, in Asia. At some point, Buck, I keep waiting for Vladimir Putin to officially say the United States has declared war against us and or many of these NATO ally countries are declaring war against us too because, and we need to talk more about all the sanctions that are going on and everything else, that is a form of warfare. Now, it isn't directly uh, lobbing missiles at someone, but my concern as things continue to go poorly for Vladimir Putin is that he is going to take the next step and take an escalation level that makes all of us way more dangerous. And I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but as we commit more material and resources, and as this drags on, as it seems it may, for weeks and or months into the future, the the drumbeat to demand more United States action is going to grow, and I'm concerned at some point Vladimir Putin is going to say, hey, that's officially an act of war. There's also the opening of what could be what could be a pathway to ending this conflict relatively early. Emphasis on could with the Russians essentially laying out what their demands are. Now, I understand that people aren't going to like that the Russians are using using that Putin is using the leverage of an unprovoked invasion to get things that he wants. But if it would save thousands, perhaps tens of thousands of Ukrainian lives. If it would end this conflict early, it's something that certainly should be discussed and thought about. Clay, this is the essential point. There's so much propaganda coming out of Ukraine, and there's so much from the Russians, from the Ukrainians, from everybody. I mean, people are pushing agendas here. They want things to happen. And one thing that we will do is sift through and try to stay as close to the truth of the situation as well as a focus on American interests. What is in the interest of the American people? That is that is my guiding star. That is our load star here. That's where we're going to be pointing all the time because it'll be very easy to say, yeah, just send in other people, and let them fight and save the Ukrainians, and it'll be, this is not a superhero movie. We're going to continue to follow this and talk about the energy sector component of it in just a moment. When you're a Pure Talk customer relying on them for great 5G cell phone service, you know how amazing their customer service is. And you've already discovered those monthly savings, which are phenomenal. One Pure Talk consumer after another has something good to say about it. Like Douglas from Indiana, who chimed in with his own thoughts. He had this, quote, I finally made the change to Pure Talk after hearing it advertised on radio. It's cut my phone bill in half. Customer service is very helpful and friendly. I've recommended it to my friends. What I value most is paying for service I need and not for the things I don't want. Kick Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile to the curb and only pay for the service you need and want, like unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Pure Talk, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. 
If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone, dial pound 250, and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Third hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show is here, everybody. Thanks for rolling with us or thanks for joining us. If you're just tuning in now, appreciate it. Missed any part of it, go back to the podcast, Clay and Buck Show, wherever you get your podcast, iHeart app, you name it, go check it out. Putting up each hour of the show individually, too. So that's a great way to do it. We are joined now, as we have promised, by our friend Trish Regan. She is the host of the Trish Regan Show podcast and editor-in-chief of Trish intel.com formerly of fox business and bloomberg trish great to see you hey it's good to talk to you buck so this is not a good moment for the american economy particularly on the issue of gas prices we pointed out before that 
as of this morning, we were just three cents off the all-time national gas average high from 2008, and it looks like it's about to get a lot higher. What What is this going to mean for the broader economy? I mean, let, let's assume that this conflict continues on and the Biden administration decides that they're going to sanction the Russian energy sector directly, which they're certainly talking about doing. What does that look like for everybody listening across the country? Which, by the way, I mean, my, my view on this is absolutely they should. Um, it, it's kind of obvious that if a country is, is just massacring people like we're seeing right now, we shouldn't be doing business with them. And we've certainly sanctioned plenty of other countries um, that haven't done anything quite quite close to that. Right. So we're looking at right now um, in current trading buck around one hundred and nineteen dollars a barrel in oil. That's where it's trading. It was trading. Over the weekend on Sunday night, we saw up to 130. I'm hearing that the administration is fearful. It could go to 180. I hear from traders it could go to 180. You know what this is going to mean? It's going to mean very quickly you're going to be looking at $9 instead of $4 per you know gallon. You could be looking at $9 or even upwards of that on the gas pumps. I, I would say it, it doesn't have to be that way. And there are solutions that we should employ both in terms of drilling here at home and also looking to our neighbors. I also want to point out, I'm really glad I'm coming on with you guys right now because I'm getting some breaking news that I just want to share some developments. Um, you know, I've covered Venezuela for some time and have a lot of sources um, in Venezuela both in terms of the opposition and within the Maduro government. And I'm hearing from sources close to the government right now that there is an effort, Buck, underway um, to make sure that at least two, possibly three of the de- detainees there, the American hostages, are released. So that's just coming into me right now, and I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, it's relevant as we talk about oil as well because – so, Trish, that would be a part of Venezuela trying to get the sanctions lifted, right? Yeah, yeah. So the sanctions have been put on Venezuela. Um, they've been there, what, since 2019. There was hope, I think, that we were going to see a regime change in Venezuela. And if that regime change came about, you could potentially open up those oil fields in the Orinoco region, which I've been to. It is the most oil in the world. It, it dwarfs, it makes, you know, Saudi Arabia's oil fields cannot compare to what's in the ground in Venezuela. The trick is it's super heavy, it's very tar-like, and you've got to refine this stuff, which our Texas refineries can do. Um, you could get this out of the ground and to Texas in, you know, a few days. So if, if they were successful in relieving the sanctions, you could see U.S. energy companies like Chevron or ConocoPhillips down there pumping all this stuff out and getting the supply chain to the U.S. The problem, of course, has been the sanctions. And so I suspect that there is going to be some diplomatic activity going on. Um, the release of, and we'll see if this, this comes to fruition, has not been confirmed by the U.S. State Department. But again, coming to me from sources close to the Maduro government, they are looking to release some of these uh, detainees. This would be obviously a really, really positive development. I think that, you know, we should all hope for that. But also, you know, realistically, I think with everything that's going on right now, we should be trying to find solutions um, to, to work with people in our hemisphere. One of the things that has frustrated me from the beginning is that the Russians have been making efforts, as well as the Chinese, to have a presence in Venezuela and to access that oil, oil that, you know, honestly, like 
we ought to be able to realistically access ourselves with a country that theoretically we, we should have more in common with than they do with the Chinese. So there's a lot going on. I, I think that we don't have to look at $9 a gallon. We could be smart about this. We don't have to go to Iran. I mean, of all places, um, I, I saw the story that you tweeted out, and I actually retweeted it, Buck, about the uh, the allegations now that there's some kind of uh, assassination attempt on John Bolton. Um, look, by Iran, there. this is a very sort of mixed-up world right now, but we ought to be very precise and very thoughtful about how we ensure that our economy doesn't get just, you know, thrown into into a storm into a total tornado, if you would, because of Russia. We've got to find other solutions. I mean, the most obvious one is that we should have had Keystone, right? Like, we absolutely should have allowed Keystone to go through. Uh, They've made mistake after mistake after mistake. And I'm just hopeful that on the policy front, on the international front, we can think thoughtfully about this so that everyday Americans don't pay the price. Because you know what, Buck? That's that's who it's going to hurt. Everyday Americans, middle Americans that are trying to, you know, put food on the table and pay their bills, what are they going to do when it's $9 a gallon? And think about the effect, the ripple effect on the economy. Trish, this is Clay. I appreciate you coming on with us. We started off last hour talking about where this oil can come from, and the information you're sharing about Venezuela is fantastic. Uh, I said basically there's five places, right? Uh, and, and I'm curious what you would say in terms of an analyzing this. What's the best case scenario? And I said, obviously, U.S., we got to increase the amount that we're producing. Saudi Arabia, it appears that uh, the United States, the Biden administration has tried to isolate Saudi Arabia over the Washington Post journalist who was killed uh, and, and tried to say MBS and crew are not great allies. It seems like that's changing. Venezuela, I ranked third. And then I said, Iran, obviously, that's not where we want. And Russia is five are there other places out there that to you we could go to avoid this possibility of nine dollars a gallon gas and what would be the best possible outcome i mean obviously ukraine and russia ending their conflict but i'm talking about if we have to continue to use the oil in the gas in this universe and we're not going to have a rapid cessation of hostilities so Clay, to me, like first and, and most obvious should be the U.S., right? But we only yes. have, if you look at the map of all the reserves in the world, we actually don't have as much as a place like, you know, Venezuela or Saudi Arabia. Venezuela, I mean, you're, you're talking about probably the largest oil reserves um, in the world. I mean, it, it, they've got like $302 billion, I believe, compared to Saudi Arabia's $266 billion. The U.S. is looking around... 35 billion. So in other words, you get 10 times that amount in Venezuela. I I just think that, again, in the scheme of things, and by the way, Clay, if you don't know, and Buck knows this, I I have been very, you know, critical of the Maduro regime. And that's, that's putting it very nicely over the years. Um, The last couple of years, I've started to see in part because they didn't really have a choice. I mean, once you had those sanctions slapped on you, how do you how do you exist? You could have gone super Cuban like, right, and um, really tried to rein in your economy that way, or you could have gotten more creative about it. They brought in a guy, Patricio Rivera, who was from Ecuador, the finance minister there. They came in. They're trying to implement these very free market capitalist some of these free market capitalist ideas, in part because they just had to, and they had to figure out like how can we get our oil to China? Well, why are we letting them send it to China? For goodness sakes, it's three hours off the coast of Miami. 
And, you know, there's, there's a lot more commonality, I think, that they have, that they have with us than we have, say, with Iran or they have with China. So I look at this right now. We won't allow Venezuelan oil in, but we allow Russian oil in. And I yeah. just think we've got to kind of take a deep breath. And, and I say this with, you know, without, again, as someone who would love to see free market capitalism and democracy and all these good things in Venezuela, I think they've, they've been trying. And I think instead of like just shunning them and saying, you know, hey, forget about it. We're going to, you go do business with the Chinese. You go do business with Iranians. You go do business with Russians. Like, why aren't we actually trying to think about what would make sense for us? And it seems to make sense that we should have a relationship. We can encourage democracy. Maduro has made it very clear. You know what? You can bring in all the people you want to look after our elections and make sure that they're fair. Um, there was a guy, the brother of Chavez, actually, that ran for governor in one of their states, and he didn't win. And I guess if they really wanted to manipulate the elections, they could have made sure that he won. So we we can have a presence there in a productive way that is good for them, but also good for us, right? I, I'd rather get my oil from the U.S. and then secondarily from Venezuela than from Iran or Russia or, or frankly, even Saudi Arabia. TrishIntel.com, folks, for more from Trish Regan. Also check out the Trish Regan Show podcast. Trish, thanks for the expertise. Great to have you on. Great to be here. Thanks, guys fascinating this is going to be a there's not going to be great options buck we're going to have to break some of these down because we're going to end up in a partnership with a country that ain't ideal it's just a matter of figuring out how exactly to do it in order to make up for what we're going to lose from russia uh and a lot of you out there we're talking about you just heard trish say possible nine dollar a gallon uh, gas we're over four dollars right now a lot of you out there are in the spot where you are trying to save as much money as you can for you and your family and you know what a lot of you have still not called our friends at American Financing. You can save up to $1,000 a month, and you could skip up to two payments. Now is the time to call. It takes 10 minutes. A lot of husbands, a lot of wives out there, you listen to the show. How many of you have been going back and forth? Did you call today? You heard Clay. You heard Buck. Did you call? Have we figured out whether we can save a lot of money by refining or getting a brand new mortgage? Well, guess what? Save the money now. $12,000 in the space of a year. You could save six figures over the life of a loan. All it takes a 10-minute call. Here's how you do it. American Financing, 800-777-8109. Let me repeat that number. 800-777-8109. All sorts of financial difficulties right now in the oil and gas industry. Why not go ahead and put your financial house in order Go visit AmericanFinancing.net. Again, that number, 800-777-8109, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. While there's tons of chaos still going on surrounding Ukraine and Russia and all of that, which has been soaking up much of the oxygen of the American political discussion, it's important to recognize that the COVID story is still not going away. And we'll see whether or not the rollback, and Buck, I was going to mention in New York City, uh, you guys now have done away today 
with a COVID vaccine passport as well as the indoor mask mandate for school children, right? So that is at least done away for now. It could still come back, but that is at least a sign of somewhat normalcy returning in America's biggest city, right? Does it feel different at all to you? I know it's soon, only been a day, but can you tell the difference? I I think that you're seeing, it's interesting, you're seeing people it's also warm here. It's in the 70s yes. today. So that's a big change. And and because it's one thing to wear a mask outside when it's 30 degrees or something. You know, some yeah. people don't, you know, but it doesn't even sometimes it's not even that bad when you're cold. Right. I mean, that's it, what people it, say. That, yeah. That's yeah. Especially if you're one of those yes. gators or one of those things yeah. you pull up around. Anyway, um, I, I think there. Yeah, it, there there is a sense of most people now are are calming down uh, quite a bit about this. And you're going to be able to go into restaurants. They're not going to ask you for. Uh, for vaccine passports anymore. I, I haven't had that experience yet. I'll let you know what it is like to, because we were just in Houston, right? We're just in Texas where you walk oh, yeah. in. There's no, the only thing that requires that your day to day, if you take an Uber in Houston, the drivers are masked and technically you're supposed to be masked too. Same thing with Lyft. Um, these unfortunately left wing, you know, tech rideshare platforms are still insane when it comes to COVID. Uh, don't pay attention to the science. Don't pay attention to the data, but. You know, I I get to this point now where I I want to point I, I want to tell everybody to go check out the Carol uh, Markowitz post in the in the New York Post or her piece in the New York Post where she says we we need to demand apologies. This is not enough. This is not okay to just say all right. They'll finally stop being so crazy and tyrannical about all this because it's impossible. I, I would love the opportunity to debate any of the people who have been going on TV for two years saying mask up. Vaccines will stop the spread, social distance, all this stuff. And and of course, we've made a joke of it, but it is remarkable how quickly Fauci has just disappeared. Totally disappeared. disappeared. No, no lessons learned to share with us, huh, Fauci? You know, no, no more lectures about taking the virus seriously. And it's too soon. We don't want to go too fast. Uh, you, you sit around, you wonder, at what point do people transition from relief that their captors no longer torment them to rage at the fact that the Democrat captors here did this to us in the first place for so long. And, and I, I'm, I'm furious about it. I, you know, I, I walk around New York. I'm not, I don't feel this sense of, Oh, it's great. We're normal. Now I'm filled with rage at having to get, I mean, Clay, they made me get a shot so that I could just live normal life here. In New so York. you could go to your brother's wedding. So I could go to my brother's wedding. And people were saying, oh, but do you really have to? Uh, yeah, they were going to bar people from the door unless you had a vaccine passport. They say, oh, well, you should have gotten a fake one. People told me that. It's a felony. You think they're going to make an example of somebody faster than they will me if they figure out that, you know, a, a vocal anti-mandate person has a fake on them? So, of course, I didn't want to do that. They made me get a shot, Clay, that did nothing that Zero. I didn't need. And they think that they're going to tell me to do shots again in the future. That's why... I am I am cracking knuckles here, folks. I'm ready for the next round. I am not done with these loons. It's why there needs to be a reckoning and why we are going to continue to argue throughout the course of this year that you can't let your captors suddenly give you freedom and forget about the time they kept you in captivity. There needs to be a reckoning. There need to be consequences. And I got to give credit uh, to Florida's Surgeon General, who, by the way, is doing an incredible job. His name's Joseph Latipo. Uh, he is a Harvard Med School graduate. He is the Florida Surgeon General. And Florida today 
became the first state to recommend against the COVID-19 vaccine for healthy children. Now, Buck, I've talked about it on this show. Uh, I'm not getting the COVID vaccine for, and vaccine is in quotation marks, by the way, every time I use it, the COVID shot, I should say, for my kids. Uh, There's probably a good chance they've had it. They never uh, showed any symptoms of any sort of substantial degree, but both my wife and I have had it. I've had it twice, we know of. And there's no, we know now that the five to 11 year olds who got the COVID shot got limited protection at best. It didn't make it any more likely that you weren't going to get COVID. The rates of COVID seriousness for young kids remain virtually zero. And this is a big deal. I think that Florida has become the first state to say, hey, we're recommending that your kids don't need to get the COVID shot because. California, at least, as our other states maybe, Buck, I can't remember, but I know California has said this fall we're going to mandate that your kids have the COVID shot in order to attend school here. Um, and this is going to turn into another battleground because Florida's right based on the data. There's no way that your kids should be forced to get the COVID shot. But this is going the next step and saying, hey, actually, the science and the data don't support your kid getting the COVID shot at all. And yet, are they ever going to say... Sorry, Florida, for politicizing all this all along. You were right, Florida. Opening schools was the right move. Letting people go to school without masks if they chose to do so was the right move. There, are, no one somehow, Clay. Th- this is this is a remarkable situation we're seeing in America today. There were so many people who were so provably, demonstrably, and catastrophically wrong on a yes. whole range of fronts. No one apologizes ever. No one ever comes forward, it seems, and says, I'm sorry that I acted in such an emotionally charged, politicized, tribal fashion. No one says that. How is that possible? How is it that that, that Rochelle Walensky, the best that she can do, here you go. Yeah, we need to play this. She says, yeah, there was like maybe a little too much optimism about vaccines. I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came, that it was 95% effective, um, the vaccine. So many of us wanted to be hopeful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out, right? Now we're done. Um, So I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um, for some good things that came our way. I I really do. I, I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning. When, you know, oh, this vaccine's going to work. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe it'll work. It'll wear off. Um, nobody said, well, what if the next variant doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as potent against the next variant. Lots of people said that, Buck. When she said nobody said it was waning, we had Alex Berenson on, and we had a lot of other doctors who said this is a concern early on. Twitter banned them. Lots of people said This data is very short-lived. It isn't likely to stand up. Look at what's going on in Israel. Look at what's going on in England. There was only about six weeks or two months where people really thought, oh, this thing is going to work at a high level. Can we also just note that that's the CDC director saying, I mean, actually saying out loud, and I I have to see where that, um, where she was, where she was, uh, you know, saying this thing, but she's saying out loud in front of people, the vaccines wear off. Yep. And didn't really work against the new variant. That is what she is saying, everybody. This is the CDC director admitting 
that what we have been telling you here for seven months, something like that now? I mean, look, you go July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, about seven months or so. She's finally saying it. Is she apologizing? Is she saying, wow, I'm embarrassed to be the head of this massive cluster of an organization known as the CDC and that we met we fired people from their jobs we had the president of the United States referring to the unvaccinated like a barbarian horde that was burning down our society and that that was madness and that we were wrong and we're idiots none of that has been said Clay not even a little bit of an apology not at all If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America, for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. 
Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Wanted to give you a fun uh, little discussion here on National Serial Day. But first, this was awesome. If you saw this, uh, I hope it made you feel a little bit better about the state of our country. In Charlotte, North Carolina, they debuted a new MLS, Major League Soccer team, first ever game. The audio went out as the girl was singing the national anthem. This is what it sounded like as the entire stadium, because they could not hear her, began to sing it in unison. Listen. know about you but when i listen to this first of all it's incredible you can go listen to a longer version of that if you would like i almost think that every sporting event should start with the fans instead of bringing in a certain person to sing the national anthem it's so much more of a cool experience to me if the stadium in unison sings the national anthem together i mean i think that would be an incredible trend to start i think that's a great idea i'd also note when i was standing outside of what i believe was uh is it the uh, the astrodome in houston it's now where the rodeo was the livestock uh the houston livestock and rodeo show which is where i spent all day saturday and thanks to john rudy and renee perry who were hosting us there showing us around um, they're on the calf scramble committee. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's like a mentorship program for youth, getting them off iPads, giving them an opportunity to learn about agriculture responsibility. This was the 80th anniversary of it. We got to be down clay on the floor of the rodeo with cool. the scramblers. I actually got to touch a little calf as it ran past me. It was all, you know, <laughs> it was running past me. And you then my hand horse, though. was quite smelly afterwards. Like the city guy I am, I was like, oh, my hand is smelly. Um, but the calf was very cute. They wrestle the calves to the ground. I, I was like, well, I could do this probably with a sheep, but the, the calves are actually pretty sturdy. They said that I might crush the sheep, and so I wasn't. There's apparently age and weight limits for the mutton busting component of it. But I really, I got to say, I loved, I mean, we had a great event in Houston, but I just love Houston as a city. I'd never been down there before. It's a great place. The rodeo was amazing. I got a pair of boots. I got a pair of boots, my friend, courtesy of Republic Boots down in Houston, which is an amazing store, by the way. And uh, they are ostrich, I will have you know. But that ostrich, I was told, was mean, and it was asking for it. So I've got ostrich Are you, boots. by the way, more comfortable now in the idea of wearing boots because you're joining the boot brigade now? Have you been breaking these things in? Well, I feel like now I can probably wear my cowboy boots and get away with saying y'all. Like, it all goes together, which is a great contraction that the no, whole country should adopt. Otherwise, you, you know what you do it, you know, in New York and the Northeast? We go, you guys. Yeah. You guys. That's not. Y'all is way better than you guys. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm with them on that. Anyway, it was uh, I love my new boots from Republic Boot Company, and I love Houston. It was a great city, and it was so cool to see all of our people down there. And the rodeo, I asked, you know, I asked Jesse Kelly. This is fun. I'm like Jesse because the bull riding, we're right down there on the dirt, as they say. This the lingo, Clay. We're down there on the dirt, and and the bulls were throwing these guys around. And they're doing the bull riding thing. I asked Jesse, what would it take? He was like ten million dollars. <laughs> he said, no way to get, on get him. To really get up on that bull and try to get to eight seconds, he's like, he's like lifetime of not working. That's what it would take me because he's like breaking my back isn't worth it. Yeah, no, no kidding. Those guys are insanely brave. Yellowstone, uh, Jimmy on Yellowstone, obviously uh, could could reference that. Um, couple of things here. We were saying it is National Cereal Day, 
And as we went to break there, Buck, I was talking about the fact that if you have kids, you become a cereal expert. Do you have cereal in your home right now? I have no cereal in my home right now. I'll yeah. speak, I'll speak honestly because it's it's tough to get cereal for me because I I have celiac disease. Oh, you've got the gluten knows. issues. Well, I was just talking with Dub here in the studio in Nashville, and Dub said he had no cereal. I bet we have six different types of cereal in the Travis household right now. So I feel very confident in this. My number one draft pick is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I think that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the greatest cereal out there. Now, Dub before he left said he would go with Frosted Flakes, which is also a solid cereal uh, draft pick. Allie said she was going with Rice Krispies. And then what has the rest of the crew said? Uh, You would go with what? Well, 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 producer producer Mike said Great Grains, which I don't even know that one. That sounds awful, by the way. You know, he likes fiber. He likes fiber. Uh, probably, just, right? I mean, just what are you, 84? I mean, I don't and, know. Great Grains? That's an awful cereal. I mean, there's great in the name, Clay. Unless, unless Great Grains is about to spend a lot of money with the show. In, in which, which case, case I've long best. been a huge Great true. Grains fan. That's right. true. Uh, for me, Clay, because I used to eat normal normal people cereal. Uh, okay, Cheerios and and uh, Cinnamon cinnamon Nut Crunch was, the, was producer Greg, uh, his pick. Clay, I'll say this. Back in my normal people food eating days, uh, which existed until I was about 30 years old, so I, I spent a lot of time eating pizza and drinking beer, um, normal beer, because gluten-free beer is not so good. Awesome. Unless there's yeah. a great gluten-free beer company that wants to. Yeah, again, in which case, thing. boy, it's the in greatest case, ever. Um, I got to tell you, if, if you're just telling me what was the most delicious, Cinnamon Toast Crunch was my number two. Um, I'm a frosted Lucky Charms. I love the little... The little uh, marshmallows. Lucky Charms. Lucky yeah, that's, Charms. That's a solid selection. Yeah. That's a sol- I'm not going to lie. It's a good yeah. selection. Because also the, the, the color, the food coloring and the sugar would go into the milk. And then you yeah. have kind of like this sloshy, sweet milk with the frosted Lucky Charms. Plus there's a little leprechaun. I feel like my Irish heritage getting a shout out. Although apparently that's not a thing anymore. You're allowed to talk about leprechauns. So I go with that one. Frosted Mini Wheats, by the way, underrated. Honey Nut Cheerios, long a staple. My boys still love Honey Nut Cheerios. So I hope, I bet we just sold a bunch of cereal out there, by the way. Because a lot of people who are adults that haven't had cereal in a while. We got a coffee sponsor. I think we need a cereal sponsor. We'll talk about it. Everybody, thanks for hanging with us today. Please check out the pod. Tell somebody about the Clay and Buck Show. And big shout-out and a high-five to Houston, Michael Berry, and Jesse Kelly. Thanks so much. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul, Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. 
Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amazing time. 